In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As a parent, I'm always looking for more ways to bring biblical counsel and help into my family. So we really love the beautifully illustrated Good News for Little Hearts series. I like how these books help even kids ages 3 to 8 learn to address common emotions and issues like anxiety, anger, failure, temptation, loss, all with the hope of Jesus. I hope you'll get some and see for yourself. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm glad to welcome Barbara Miller-Giuliani. Barbara is a Bible teacher, conference speaker, and the vice president and editorial director at New Growth Press. Barbara has also authored or edited several books or booklets, including Come Back, Barbara, The Heart of a Servant Leader, Dealing with Your Rebellious Teenager, and Preparing for Motherhood. She also serves at Bridge Community Church in Glenside, Pennsylvania, where her husband, Angelo, is the pastor. The Giulianis have four children and eight grandchildren, and I am more than pleased to have you on the podcast today, Barbara. Welcome. Thanks, Camp. It's good to be here. What verse do you have for us today? Matthew 5, 3. And Matthew 5, 3 is the beginning of the Beatitudes, where Jesus opens up the Sermon on the Mount by telling us how to get into the kingdom of heaven. And the verse is, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, Barbara, if you were to put this verse into your own words and paraphrase it, what would that sound like? I think that what Jesus meant was that the kingdom of heaven was open to all those who have nothing and know it and come to Jesus. Hmm. These verses just have so much to teach us. How has the Lord used this verse in your life? Well, many years ago, I had to teach on the Beatitudes, and I was familiar with them, and we were going through the Sermon on the Mount, and it seemed like a lot of stuff that I should do better. (laughs) And I didn't understand how the Beatitudes opened up the Sermon on the Mount and opened up a whole new way of thinking about life as a Christian. And then I read some folks, including Sinclair Ferguson Mm -hmm. and McLaren, and they all said the same thing about this, which was that this was a radical thought Mm -hmm. from Christ. And the thought was that it's not what you do, it's that you know that you can't do anything and that you depend on Christ. And that's how you step into life in the kingdom, which is a blessed life. Mm -hmm. And all the pointers in the Sermon on the Mount are how to live that blessed life Hmm. that God calls us to, and yet they're not meant to be done out of our own strength or in order to make us fit to be with God, but instead they're done out of Christ's strength because we have none. Hmm. It was very, it changed really my whole life. I was in the middle of a huge fight with my husband at the time Hmm. and was really angry at him. And I had four little kids. And I remember that it was the first time I understood that what I was really angry about was that I couldn't cope. And I didn't like that feeling. I mean, it's great to talk about how the kingdom of heaven is for the poor in spirit and those who have nothing. But it's it's an awful feeling. No human likes it. Yeah. So when we talk about poverty in spirit, it means we have no resources. 
And I think that uh, one commentator that I read said that you shouldn't just picture a poor person. You should picture a beggar on the street, that hmm. that was the way that word is used. So it's not somebody who is just down on their luck, mm -hmm. but it's somebody who knows how poor they are and is actively begging for help. That was a good image for me, and it's yeah. one that um, I return to again and again in my life. I still don't like it. I don't like the feeling, but it is how you know Christ. Yeah, I don't think any of us would ever dial that up in our own life. That mm -hmm. we, that's the hand of cards we would deal ourselves. Mm -hmm. And yet in those moments, we do know the presence of Jesus and his help and the blessedness that comes with that like really no other time. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you said this is counterintuitive. This is not what normally we would think of as the blessed person, the happy person. This is not human flourishing where you know we're just spiritually uh, paupers. So how would we normally write this verse if it was up to us? I mean, the way I would like to write it is, you know, blessed are you when you have everything together and all your ducks in a row and can't accomplish the things before you that day. <laughs> I'd like to write it that way, but the truth is I can't live it that way. And I think at the time that I was first teaching on this passage, I was trying to live that out and was completely unable to. So it did come, it did come to me as a great relief. And I think whenever I remember, which is a daily process, it really is just the gospel. You have nothing. Jesus has everything. You need him. If we can daily remember that, it shapes our day in a blessed direction. You know, just hearing you say it that way reminds me of your dad's writings and the things that he said where I'm not going to get exactly right, so you have to set me straight here, but when he said, cheer up, you're worse than you think, or something to that effect. <laughs> it's like, that is what he would say. So blessed, you know, you are happy when uh, you're totally empty. Mm -hmm. So much human striving is, yeah, it's a terrible burden, and yet it's also so natural to us. Hmm. And the and dependence on another, dependence on Christ, hmm. it really has to be a work of the Spirit. But nothing that Jesus tells us to do in the rest of the Sermon on the Mount could be accomplished without that work of the Spirit right. and without beginning with, I have nothing. Like, who can love their enemies? Right. I mean, who can not worry? Who can, you know, return good for evil? I, they're, these things are just beyond us. Who can control their own thought life? Hmm. It is amazing to see that the Spirit can and does do that work in us. That's such an encouragement, especially when we come to realize that we really are penniless spiritually and we need Him desperately. Mm -hmm. So you have eight grandchildren. I do. So if you were sitting with them and you were explaining this verse to them, what would that sound like in your living room? I think that I would just talk to them about how they need Jesus' help every day. Hmm. They're, my grandchildren are young, mm -hmm. so um, because I'm super young. <laughs> 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 just kidding on that score. But uh, they're 10 and under, so I think that I would talk to them about how you need Jesus' help every day, and hmm. you can ask him for help every day, and mm -hmm. he wants you to ask him for help every day. I think it was just yesterday I was dropping the kids off at school and that's one thing the Lord impressed on me to pray for them is that they would be ready throughout the day to ask him for help, whatever they needed throughout mm -hmm. the day. And I think it's a good reminder, not just for my kids or your grandkids, but for all of us. Mm -hmm. 
Barbara, what's a good question that families could use to discuss this verse further when the podcast is over? Um, that's a good question. It's a good question. What is a good question? <laughs> um, I think it might be good to talk to your children about yourself and your own need for Jesus. Hmm. So maybe not so much questioning them sure. as being transparent about your own needs hmm. and uh, sharing that with your children. Because children, you know, their emotions are right on the surface. If they're angry, they hit somebody. If they're <laughs> under pressure, they lie. They don't learn to like cover up much of their sins, which is kind of endearing and kind of infuriating. <laughs> adults have learned to do that. So children are naturally going to think adults don't have any sins right. unless you share them. Or they're, and they're naturally going to think they don't really have any needs unless you share them. Mm-hmm. So letting yourself be transparent with your child about yeah. you being a needy child of God mm-hmm. and how much like them you are, both in your relationship to God as your father, you're his child and you need him. And that's a, and here's some reasons why I need him, you know, and not just your sins really, but you know, the hard things in life, Mm -hmm. your worries. And that can sound like a way overshare. So I'm just going to let everybody shape that into their own family life uh, without scaring or taking their kids in a wrong direction. But I I do think it's very important. I didn't think my parents had any sins when I was younger. So I thought that Christianity could not be for me because I knew my sins. So I thought Christians weren't sinners and I was. So I think you would want children to know the truth of your condition and your need. Yeah, I think that's wise. And like you said, I think it's healthy for our kids at their right stages and ages in life to know their mom and dad are broken and affected by the fall Mm -hmm. uh, in all sorts of ways. I appreciate your saying that. So Barbara, would you mind closing our time by praying this verse for all of us? I'd be glad to. Heavenly Father, would you help us to know and live in the reality of how much we need you and how broken we are and how essentially vulnerable we are And um, help us to depend upon you and trust you and turn to you. And I pray that that would be what would shine through us towards other people, including our families. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.